So welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Match Fit Football Podcast. I'm Darren, your host, as always, here on the show. And if you need anything regarding your Match Fit Football needs, check out the Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube page at Match Fit Football. But here we are on the podcast. Today's guest, he's playing for Ross County. He's had a t- bit of a tenure at Blackburn Rovers. We're going to get into it. He's from Canada. He's living out in Scotland. It is Ben Patton. Ben, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Delighted to get you on the show and um, tell me a little bit about what it's been like for you since you've moved north of the border, so to speak, from Blackburn up to Scotland and settling into Ross County and playing in the SBL. Yeah, I'd say it's a, a lot different. Um, I was down in Manchester um, with Blackburn and it's a, a lot different, obviously, in the Highlands in Scotland. Um, just the scenic like route and even just the playing style in Scotland is a lot different than England, but um, just getting adjusted to it and... Um, really just enjoying it what's been the big difference for you you know you mentioned right there the playing style has been a bit different um is it more physical in scotland or is the expectation different how have you find it um i say it's more physical um just like yeah i say more physical um in england it's more just like play just get on the ball um where in scotland it's more just um just that physical threat in behind or even just the feet it's just a lot different Interesting. It's an interesting dynamic, and we'll come on to that in a little bit when we start talking about the match fit performance section. But just to get a little bit more depth into who you are, obviously you grew up in Canada, you're from Ontario, and then you made the switch over to England. What was it like for you growing up in Ontario and playing football? Because obviously you have those very harsh winters in Ontario, and I'm sure it's very, yeah. very different to the UK. Um, yeah, I was lucky enough to have a really good coach um, back home. Um, I, I played at the youth level at um, Kitchener, just like my local team. Um, I was there till I was think under nines to about under fifteen or under thirteen, sorry. Um, where I then ended up going to um, Brampton in Toronto, and then I played for two years there before I went over to the UK. So it's a big adjustment for you and uh, obviously moving country at such a young age. How did you find that? Because we have a lot of young people who listen to this show and they want to figure figure out how they can learn to be professional footballers, what they, what they can add to their game, you know, to take them to the next level. But something that maybe can't be taught is how to adjust, you know, with moving away from home. Was that something you struggled with or something that you were excited for? How did you deal with it? Um, I say I mostly um, just enjoyed it, you know, like, mm-hmm. At first, like I say, like the first week, um, it was a bit different, obviously, being away from home. But I think just the fact that I was playing football and getting to do what I love every single day, I just enjoyed it, most of all. Yeah, that's. I think that's part of the journey, isn't it? And as we come on to this next section, like I always like to ask every one of my guests, what are the keys to elite performance in your mind? What do you need or what are the attributes needed for you to succeed and perform at the highest level? Um, I'd say work ethic. I think that's massive. You just always got to have a good attitude at everything you do. Um, I'd also say just like your diet mm-hmm. is massive. Like if you want to get the extra edge on your opponents, you know, just always constantly just monitoring what you eat. Um, for me, like um, at a young age, I was lucky with my mom and stuff. She never really gave us like fast food or anything. So like I've never, I've never had a McDonald's or like a KFC or even just fizzy drinks. So I say like, that's key. I know people always think I'm crazy. They think, you know, you never had a McDonald's and stuff, but I just think that's a massive way to get above your opponents, Mm -hmm. just eating healthy and then just monitoring your body as well. Just with recovery, um, it may be boring, but just, it's important to like, make sure that your 
body's right all the time it is isn't it and it's it's about knowing your body as well you know you mentioned about not having mcdonald's not having a kfc so you've probably never even had the desire for it because you've never had that oh this is great and then almost you know because of the recovery process of understanding your body knowing your body knowing when you've a niggle and when you need to stretch and when you need to do something different um in terms of methods of recovery and we were going to come to this a little bit later on but because you touched on it i'm going to run with it um methods of recovery what do you like to do if you feel yourself having a knock or a niggle or even today day after a game yesterday had a very high intense game yesterday from all accounts um, that i've read online what how yeah. do you recover the next day like what do you do different um well we actually had like a recovery day today so i'll just talk you through that um so we go into training um just in the morning um we usually do like the analysis of the game or you know just to go over the clips and then um we do like a pool recovery so we do some stretching in the pool um just dynamics stretching and then we also do our own stretching in the gym, bit of bike. Um, there's also like we have a it's called a Normatec. It's like um, I try to explain it. It's like pants, but like they compress. Yeah. Um, for your legs, and then just foam rolling and ice bath as well. Mm-hmm. Would you have like a gym routine at all as well as part of your development and or anything maybe outside of football? Uh yeah, so we usually do like gym three times a week. Um, when I was at Blackburn, um, we did, so like on a Monday, it would be upper body Tuesday, lower body. And then on a Thursday would be like power, just trying to get that explosiveness before the game. Um, every club's different. Like at Ross County, we do two gym sessions and they kind of mix it all together. Mm -hmm. So, um, it just depends on the club, um, and your sports scientists, but that's usually the typical gym program let's tell talk to me a little bit about ross county um how have you find settling in in scotland and, and playing first team football and and how, like you know it's only been a couple of games into the season so far we're five or six maybe we're more than five or six maybe my math is way off here um uh, but it, it's been quite a few we're still at the early stage of the season that we worked that way how have you find it so far playing first team football and adjusting to a new team new country and everything that comes with that uh yeah it's a lot different um i was lucky like to have my brother who also plays for ross county so um it's also it's just good to have him um help me out because he's already made a few like first team appearances so um to help me out um i think the massive step is just you know game management you know if you're winning a game make sure that you don't concede or like just slow down the game or whether it's you need to get a goal you might have to up the pace of the or the tempo of the game um i'd also say just um um yeah i just say like always needing to get points on the board whether that's away from home mm-hmm. and you just get a one one draw and just take the one point and go on that's it isn't it you know you're just always trying to get those points on the board something to build build on i so to speak every week and um, you mentioned nutrition earlier on so again for our listeners that listen to this what what would you eat pre-match what's your favorite go-to pre-match meal um it depends on the the time of the game so um if it was like a three o'clock or like an earlier kickoff i usually have um like toast with eggs like scrambled eggs yeah um and sometimes like a fruit smoothie um just to get the carbs in with the toast and then um sometimes i'll have like a bit of pasta and um trying to think what else i'd have um that's really it but um for a later game i usually just have pasta before a game 
just to get the carbs in. Yeah, staple diet, isn't it, for any footballer having some pasta in there? And um, what about what about half time or anything? Would you have anything at half time, like an orange or anything like that? Um, I usually have. Sometimes I'd have a banana, like half a banana, or just um, we have like energy gels. Yeah. Um, just like the SIS ones, but um, just that, or even sometimes a, like a little bit of a, a Lucasade, which is kind of like Gatorade, I guess, over there. So. Yeah, yeah, there we got the Lucasade Gatorade relationships going strong across the pond. Yeah. <laughs> what about any um, supplements during your diet, not just on game day, but in general? Would you take like a whey protein or a glutamine, BCAAs, anything like that, just to help eat or, you know, maybe fill in any gaps in terms of your diet? Um, I did when I was at Blackburn. Um, I used to take a bit of protein after gym um we had to take like a certain ones like sis protein because of um some substances are banned yeah but um i don't really take um protein anymore just because i don't really need to build or bulk up mm -hmm. so i mostly just for me it's more maintaining so i don't really um bulk up but i say for the younger younger lads i'd say um take a bit of, maybe a bit of protein or even if you can just get an actual meal and after a workout would be ideal yeah, and speaking of after a workout, even after training, after a workout, or even after a game, do you have a go-to food, or is it just whatever you fancy once you've kind of got everything out of the road? Um, I usually just mostly it's just fish, chicken, you know, pasta, just the the um, yeah, just stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I'd say. Yeah, all the staples, you know what I mean? It, it, it's, you know, you yeah. mentioned earlier on about the nutrition aspect and not ever having the fast food, the McDonald's and stuff. So it's pretty straightforward um, for you. Was that nutritional guide, so to speak, was that hard for you to adjust to when you moved across to the UK or because of the way you were brought up, it was kind of quite straightforward to follow? Um, I say it was mostly just because of my mom, like we were brought up like that. So uh, um, I wasn't really given it. So I, I never, I've never craved it. Um, so I'd say, I'd say that was the main thing for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's massive, isn't it? You know, especially if your family members are backing you early on or making sure you're putting the right foods in. And speaking of your family members and your support system, whenever you did get the opportunity, you know, to leave Canada, leave Toronto and move across to the UK, what was that support system like? What was your friends and family and coaches? Were they all behind you telling you to go for it? Or was there any sort of obstacles to overcome? Uh, no, they were all just go for it. Like my mom was massive, massive for that. Cause like for her to let her son go at 15. Yeah. Plus my other brother, my older brother was already away in the UK. So for her to let us go and, you know, try and do our dream um, at that young age, um, I say is massive. Did you find it, maybe this is a bit of an awkward question, but was it maybe easier or perhaps harder because of the pressure of having a brother was it easier or harder having a brother who's who's already involved at the highest level in professional football? Um, I, I would say it was harder. I think um, both of us, we kind of just challenge each other, you know, try to get the best out of each other. Mm -hmm. So um, I wouldn't really say I would. I thought about that too much, but um, I think like even just back home, like we're always trying to push each other in training. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Well, it's probably nice now, you know, you're both, you know, at the same club in, in up in Scotland. Did that make maybe the transition slightly easier for you moving up? Yeah, definitely. It's helped me even just like my transition into first in football, you know, just trying to get my foot um, through the door mm -hmm. um, and just manage myself in the games. And Yeah, I mean, from from playing in, in the UK and Europe, I know you moved over at 15, so it's maybe a hard question to answer this, but... What was the biggest difference that you've noticed from playing in Canada um, to playing in the UK? Um, definitely the pace of the game. Um, it's just way, way faster. Um, you don't have as much time on the ball. 
as you would think. Like, um, I remember my, my first game, um, I was on trial at Blackburn and we played Liverpool, actually. And you just don't have any time to think. You got to know your awareness before you get the ball. And I say that's massive. Even just physically, like every player is so fit. One of the key aspects of your journey was you signed your first professional contract at Blackburn Rovers. And I think it was Tony Mowbray was in charge at, at that time. What was it like for you to, to, ha- to have that, you know, relationship with Tony or even to feel trusted by the first team manager when giving you your first professional contract? Did you did that give you that level of trust and, and desire to push on and grow? Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, I think that's just kind of just boost your confidence, you know, to just have that that faith that you, you sees you being a possible first team player mm-hmm. um, offering you a professional contract. And talk to me about your time at Blackburn. Um, you played a lot of games there. You were there for a lot of years. Tell me about the experience um, of, of playing there and the lessons that you learned during your time period there. Yeah, for sure. So I was there for six years, um, which seems like a, a long time, but um, there was a lot of ups and downs. I had a lot of injuries, mm-hmm. which kind of just pushed me back, but um, just trying to overcome those. And, you know, I, I would say like just from being there for six years, it's got to me to where I am today, mm-hmm. just technically and just tactically with all the coaches. Yeah, well, I mean, it's so important, isn't it? You know, going up through all the different age group levels and then playing reserve team football and under 23s football, playing even first team football at, at different stages and learning from you know some veterans, some you know, experienced players, some even locker room leaders and stuff like that. Um, in, t- in terms of your individual focus, is there ever anything in terms of the game where outside of your corporate training that you've went, I need to work on that and you've done something outside of club level to try and enhance something in your personal performance? Yeah, definitely. So um, I was touching about like analysis before. Yeah. Um, I always watch all my games back. Um, mm-hmm. Just, just I think that's the best way to learn um, from watching yourself physically. Um, so I always see like what I can improve on, my weak points in the game, and even just um, my strengths. Just trying to maximize those strengths, and then I would do um, individual sessions, just training on my own. Mm-hmm. Whether that's getting like on the half turn quicker or checking my shoulder more. Um, and just doing that, like even just bouncing off, off the wall, make sure and check my shoulder, just stuff like that, let's say. Yeah, just those little those little key moments, those 1% to take you to the next level, I think, you know, it, it's vital, I think, for a young player who's wanting to progress and wanting to push forward to do that. Um, being up at Ross County, you're obviously playing, you know, some big teams in the league, you know, your Rangers, your Celtic, you've heads, you've hearts. You know, it seems to be there's a bit, there's a battle going on every single week. Do you enjoy that type of football? Sure. Yeah, definitely. It's like it's almost like just going to war every week. Um, literally, um, but yeah, I just enjoy it. You know, just competitive football, fighting for points. Mm-hmm. And what about the mindset as well? Because that has to be not only physically demanding on you. You know, we've talked about what you do the recovery day, the day after a game, but mentally demanding that you're going to war every week. That every week's a scrap, and every week you're battling for points, and it's physical, it's intense. You know, every ball is fought for. Um, what, how do you cope with that mentally? Uh, what I do personally is I actually take it one game at a time. Mm-hmm. I just think, you know, take, yeah, just take one game at a time, get through that game, you know, try to be the best player on the pitch every time you step on the pitch. Um, and that's just how I take it. Just one game at a time. And what, how important is that for you to have that mindset, you know, take it a game at a time and not get carried away and look three years down the line. Um, was that integral in, in how you progress? 
Uh, I'd say so. Yeah, I think because I think if you think three games ahead, you're not focused on the game that you're ahead, like straight ahead. Yeah. So I think because each team's different. Um, like tactically, some teams play longer. Some teams, you know, play more football. Um, so I think each game you gotta take it one at a time because each team's different. So yeah, it is, isn't it? You know, the the, ta- the tactics you mentioned it technically. All of a sudden, you can be dealing with a long ball, and you know, one team could just pump balls at the box all day, and the next team's trying to play out from the back, and you have to adjust every single week to to what you're up against. Um, tell me about some of the challenges you faced in your career. You mentioned at Blackburn you were injured and you had to keep overcoming injury and setback after setback. That's obviously been a challenge. How do you overcome those challenges and how do you stay focused and positive and able to, to grow and to develop? Yeah, so I had um, quite a few injuries actually at Blackburn. So I, I did, my first one was um, my MCL and my knee, just going in and set tackle, you know, just unlucky. I did like a grade three MCL. And then I was out for like four months with that. Um, came back. They said I was lucky not to have cartilage damage. Came back, played for a few months, and ended up getting cartilage damage uh, for another six weeks, six to eight weeks. And then came back for that. And then I trained, played, played matches, and I was getting like a bit of back pain. And I was thinking, oh, this is nothing because I've just been out for ages. And I just carried on playing, kept getting worse and worse. Um, ended up being a stress fracture oh. out for 10 out for 10 months and then I think that one was a big one for me because because it was my back I couldn't do any any gym nothing um lost like seven kilograms and then got back to that played a full season um ended up doing the next season like the last season gone uh my ankle and the same season my hamstring (laughs) so you know it's just I think I've had a lot of setbacks but I think um I've always been the work ethic that I've had is always just trying to improve it because it's some most of my injuries have been out of my control. So I think all you can do is just take it, even though it's tough, you just got to go with it and just, you know, try and work and be the best version of yourself. Something that you've said there, and it's made me think, especially as a young player and you're getting injured and you mentioned your back pain and you tried to play on for a while and you played a few games and thought, that's fine, it'll go away. Do you ever feel Maybe it's an awkward way to ask this, but do you ever feel any pressure as a young player trying to push into the first team football to kind of play through injuries? Or do you ha- are you able to sort of put your hand up and say, hey, I'm sore, I need to set out? And how do you find that balance? Yeah, uh, for me, um, uh, I always just try to play through the pain, um, which is probably, I don't recommend this. <laughs> um, like, I, I don't know what it is, but, like, I would have to get stretched off the pitch before I get off the pitch. Like, if I broke my leg, I'd probably try and play on. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think there is a bit of pressure there because I think um, I've had a couple injuries where, uh, um, like, two back-to-back. And then with my back, I just tried to um, carry on with it because I didn't want to be injured again. Um, but I think, like, if, you know, if you are struggling, you need to just call it and just, you know, get the right treatment for it straight away and obviously the club's there yeah don't do what you do don't play through it Um, but obviously the club's there they have the physio they have the sports science they have everything there that you need to help recover and that probably helps you and aids in in terms of your recovery um the belief that you're going to come back and be greater and be stronger and be fitter and get back to level you were at and then try to push further than that level where would you say your self-belief or your confidence comes from um I say I've just always had it. I, I don't know. I just think I've always just tried to be 
the best version of myself, you know, trying to always improve everything I can, whether that's technical or even just fitness and gym, like, like being injured, I'll try and improve my fitness as much as I can. And an interesting point, because you left Blackburn, you came up to, to Ross County where you're at now. The decision to leave Blackburn, whether it was yours or whether it was the club's decision, was that a hard time period? Or did you know that there was something else out there? Uh, yeah, it was definitely hard. Um, it was at the point where COVID was massive too. So a lot of clubs weren't really looking for players. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in Scotland just, you know, just waiting for, for a club. With, same with my brother. Yeah. Um, and he ended up getting called up for uh, the, the national team. Um, so I was, I was here at the flat um, just training on my own, you know, just on the, on the pitch. Mm-hmm. And then he ended up getting COVID. Um, and I tested positive as well. So I was isolating for another 10 days without another club. Um, just, you know, just trying to stay fit. So I say it was tough because I had to keep the right mindset, even though I didn't have a club to try and keep fit, um, just to, you know, have that chance to get into a new club. And when did the Ross County connection come then? Like, how did you end up signing for Ross County with your brother? Um, so I came, I came on trial for a week. Um, and then I, I guess they just really liked me. And then they offered me a contract. Mm-hmm. And then it's just, yeah, just from there simple as came up you've done the trial you've performed excellently you know i think it's probably your work as well and i think this is something i want to focus on for the listeners you know ben came up from blackburn he was out of contract but he applied himself individually you know he went out and he worked and his brother probably worked with him before he went to the national team and those guys were applying themselves every single day to get better and when they went on trial they were sharp they were fit and they were able to perform and thus got the contract i think there's a lesson in there for any of our listeners, yeah. you know, just because you're not at a club, just because maybe your contract's expired or you decided to leave, there's still opportunity, provided you're continuing to better yourself. And I love that part of your story where you're not at Blackbird anymore, but you're still going out and applying yourself. And you've ended up landing on your feet at Ross County. You're playing first team football. You're with your brother. Your brother's been called up to the national team. And I think it's an incredible you know, way to look at results of continuing to work hard you know, outside of club yeah. football. Yeah, for uh, sure. And like you mentioned, your brother was called up to the national team. And I want to talk about the goals for yourself and for the remainder of this season. But is the goal to play for the national team at some stage in your career? Yeah, 100%. I'd be, be honoured to, uh, to represent my country. Um, they're, they're going really well at the minute as well. You know, so now is, yeah. is, is the time that everyone's, you know, the eyes are turning. They're beginning to fulfil the potential, really. And they're Canadian footballers all over the world right now in Europe, in America, in Canada, even in South America playing football. And it must be an amazing experience for you as a Canadian and a proud experience to see the amount of Canadians playing around the world and how that can benefit the international team as well. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I've even seen like all the fans at the um, the BMO Stadium. It's incredible. And yeah. I think there are Canada's in the top 50 now, which is the first time. So I think I can't remember if it's how long or if you think this is the first time ever but yeah i think it's the first time as well and it's incredible to see and even you know in the five years that i've lived in canada you can see the growth of the sport and again you know for our listeners listening to this i know there'll be listeners in canada listening to this you know there are so many clubs beginning to put more and more you know things in place for young people to improve and you only have to look at ben who is our guest today you know, as a testament to how hard he's worked and he's made the development and the change over to the UK and he's worked again and now he's up playing first team football in Scotland. I think it's a, an incredible part of your journey. Um, 
what are your goals for the rest of this season? You know, you mentioned you take it game by game. Um, is the is the aim just to stay fit, to stay playing, to stay part of the first team and see what happens, or is there, or do you have any other goals on top of those? Yeah, um, I'd say for me, it's to stay fit. You know, um, just try and get as many matches in as I can. Um, also, just try and do the best for the club. You know, try and get as many points on the board. And the future for you, you know, you're a young player and the sky's the limit for you, but you're constantly going to keep improving yourself. And, you know, that's what this, the future is for you. Constant improvement, constant development and see where it takes you. But I want to ask a couple of questions just to quickly get to know you before we wrap this up. So I want to know who, who inspired you as a, as a young player? Um, I always looked up to uh, Frank Lampard. Um, I always just watched him growing up. Um, he, is a, he was the same position as me, so I'd say I always looked up to him, always watched Chelsea. Um, I always have some a Chelsea supporter, so I always watched them. Um, so I'd say Frank Lampard always inspired me. Um, what a player, you know, phenomenal player, phenomenal career, and obviously the amount of goals he scored from centre midfield, is, it's actually ridiculous when you start looking yeah. at it. You know, he was doing that, you know, maybe 15 years before centre midfielders were scoring 15, 20 a season. <laughs> it was just scary good. Um, you mentioned Frank Lampard was, was a big influence on your career. Um, was there anyone in terms of when you moved to the UK that you took a, maybe at Blackburn, maybe an older player, player in the first team that you took a liking to or you learned from? Um, I'd say like a lot of the staff, even just at Blackburn, were former players. Um, so they had a lot of knowledge of the game. Um, I was always looking up to like the first team players, you know, wanting to get into there and like, you know, obviously try and get into the first team. But um, I'd say, yeah, always constantly looking at um, some of the first team players. I wouldn't say there was like an individual first team player. I think I kind of looked at everyone because, you know, every player is different and you kind of want to take all their strengths and put it into your own game yeah absolutely agree with you um whenever you've had a bad day or a bad game or things aren't going well and you're struggling to sleep and you're staring at the roof at night and things are tough how do you get over those hurdles to get back at it again um i think the best thing like even though it's tough you just gotta kind of just take it out of your mind and you know just move on to the next game like as i said i take each game um day to day to day so i think if the one game doesn't go too well, you know, make it right the next one. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's the thing with football, isn't it? There's always another game. And um, that's it. If you've had a bad game, it's always like, okay, I'll just make up for it next week. You know, obviously you're frustrated. You've had a bad game and you're aware of the mistakes, but you you, you don't dwell on it because that obviously just yeah. leads to obviously crazy thoughts and, you you know, you yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't sleep. But um, <clears throat> just to get a little bit more um, in depth for you. So if I was your football coach, and I walked into Ross County tomorrow and I said, right, Ben, I want to get the best out of you. What qualities or what attributes would I need to bring the best out in you? Uh, I just say like a positive mindset. Um, someone that's always just looking for the best for the players. Um, I'd also say, you know, someone that's good, like technically and tactically, you know, good knowledge of the game. Um, just so, you know, we have good shape and, you know, like a good game plan going into each match. Um, I think it's, important to you know for the players to know what they're meant to do on the match day um yeah actually that's the main things it is isn't it you know not knowing what to do or maybe being caught in two minds if you don't know a style if you don't know a technique or you don't know the shape but you know just being you know structured so to speak in in some aspect to allow players to, to go out and express themselves so to speak um as we begin to wrap this up if you could give one piece of advice to either I'll put it this way, a younger footballer, someone who wants to go pro, 
what piece of advice would you give them? Or if you could give a piece of advice to yourself when you were 15 years old and how to improve, what piece of advice would you give? Um, I would just say always work hard. Um, and all, in every match you, you play, just try to be the best player on the pitch because you never know who's watching. Absolutely. Absolutely. Indeed. You know, Ben, this has been a fantastic chat. I've kept you 30 minutes. We've, we've dealt, we've delved into some of the attributes and some of the way your mind works and how you perform at the top level. I want to wish you well for the remainder of the season. Um, if people want to follow your journey and see what, it, what you're up to and see how you're doing every week, where are you on social media? Uh, I'm on Instagram, uh, Ben underscore Peyton and Twitter, Ben underscore Peyton eight. There you go, folks. He's on Instagram, on Twitter. Give him a follow, give him a like, see what he's up to, can be consistent, see what it, see his journey, get involved with it. Ben, I wish you the best. I want to thank you so much for coming on to today's show. Guys, for all your MatchFit football needs, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, at MatchFitFootball. Check it out. This has been the MatchFit Football Podcast. This has been Ben. I'm Darren. We've had a great chat. Hope you've enjoyed it, and we'll be back with you next week.